It is time in my Rafiki voice. <laughs> no, what's up, y'all? Listen, welcome to a brand new episode of Beyond the Coffee Table, the podcast. I appreciate you and you and you and you and you and all of y'all for being here and listening to this brand new episode. Listen, first things first, I pray that you and your families are all healthy, safe, protected, and well during this quarantine season where the entire world has seemed to stall and pause and be on lockdown. I pray that wherever you are, whatever country you're in, I pray that you're safe. I pray that you're healthy. I pray that your families are safe. I pray that your families are healthy. If this virus has impacted you in any way, whether it be health-wise, whether it be finances, whether it be a job, um, just know that this is only temporary. Just know that you will come out of this. Just know that you are powerful. Just know that you are capable. Just know that you are you and that qualifies you to do any and everything it is you want to do in this life. On this episode of Beyond the Coffee Table, the podcast, I sit down with um, a friend who has become my brother, Ricardo Noel. He is the gourmet gent. He is the owner of um, the gourmet gent. He is a curator of awesome music. He's just an all-around dope person, and I can't wait for you all to hear that episode. But before I get into the episode, I just want to highlight my favorite things. Yeah, you know, that's something new that I'm doing. But my favorite thing this episode comes from the gourmet gent himself, Mr. Ricardo Newell. And in the um, description of this episode, you will see a link to go to his website. So go ahead and check out his website. Go ahead and book him. As long as the price is right, he will come to you and cater to your taste buds. Uh, So go ahead and check that out because that is my favorite thing for this episode, The Gourmet Gents. So go ahead and check that website out within the description of this episode here. Also, if you want to take a time out and you want to purchase the book Beyond the Coffee Table, go ahead and click on the link that says buy the book and just go ahead and make that purchase. It's one you won't regret. So now we are going to go ahead and jump into the interview, into the episode of Beyond the Coffee Table, the podcast. I'm calling it My Chef in Business because I'm talking to a chef, y'all. I'm talking to the gourmet gent, Mr. Ricardo Noel. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, today I have the pleasure, the privilege, the honor of having somebody who is hashtag goals on the podcast today. And when I say hashtag goals, I'm talking about hashtag goals as in he got things together. Hashtag goals as in if you've ever had any piece of food and he didn't cook it, you might want to look him up so that you can taste it from his perspective all right i'm talking about (laughs) i'm talking about um the gourmet chef 
himself, or I'm sorry, the gourmet gent himself. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Beyond the Coffee Table, the podcast, Mr. Ricardo Noel. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. What's going on, world? It's certainly a pleasure to be connecting with you all and uh, to sit here and chat with my brother, Terry. Uh, I'm just truly delighted, and I I look forward just to to building and I guess sharing my story. So um, I, I thank you for this platform. Absolutely, and I appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to stop and talk to me so that we can, uh, you know, chat and then, you know, get your information out to everybody who's listening. So I want to start with this question, and this is a question that I ask just about everybody who comes on to the podcast. And that question is, who is Ricardo and why does the world need to hear his voice or, in your case, eat from his kitchen? Mm, that's, a, that's a heavy question, man. Uh, to be honest, man, uh, Ricardo's still trying to figure out his life, man. I'm not even going to act like I got it all figured out in terms of, you know, who I am, where I'm going, and things that I'm accomplishing. Okay. I'm just a man that's, that's uh, that just striving for, for perfection and trying to get it better uh, day in and day out. Uh, Makes sense. As, as a chef, you know, I love food, man. I think pa- my passion is my main ingredient. So every day I get in the kitchen, um, you know, I just utilize that passion to simply transform uh, meals that could bless people's palate, change people's life, and help to create, <clears throat> excuse me, social experiences uh, that will allow people and family just to come to come together and uh, share stories and and uh, lasting memories. That is awesome because you know, like, food does spark many conversations. So, oh, you know. absolutely. Especially when it's good. When it's good, though, exactly. don't talk as much. <laughs> right. When it's, when it's all said and done, you definitely feel good because you know once that once those those jams kind of hit the taste buds, you get to dancing inside. You know, all of right. a sudden, you feel that sense of joy. Um, so, anytime I get a chance to please somebody's palate, you know, that's an opportunity to bust their life. Um, you know, one plate at a time. So, I mean, it's an honor. That is awesome. That is awesome. Yes, yeah. Uh, Cause sometimes, you know, you smell the food and you start dancing. Like, ah, oh, yeah, it's about to be yeah, almost time. Hear <laughs> that sizzle in the pan. You like it's go time. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So so you actually picked up your life and moved it from Philadelphia to Cleveland. Now, some would call that a move of faith. Some would say it's the ultimate belief in your capabilities. Some would say it's a combination of the two. But what would you say? How would you say this move came about and has the move been worth it? You know, my man Drake said it best, man. It's all God's plan. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, you know, I'm a native of Cleveland, Ohio, born and raised. You know, I believe that Cleveland is the reason why I'm cool. Shout out to Kid Cuddy. Um, but yes. Uh, I followed the traditional path. I went to went to undergrad, grad school, and um, you know I knew I wanted to work in higher ed and become a dean of students. Okay. So, um, you know, it was some great opportunities out in Philadelphia, not only at the college, but just to really work within the community. I know uh, Philly was dealing with a lot of violence at that time, so um, I just wanted to you know go out to Philly and contribute to the city, mm. and kind of help uh, you know eliminate some of that crime and change young brothers' lives by showing them their potential. So I was working in the college, and I definitely love what I do, do what I love on that end. But, uh, you know, while I was out there, uh, you know, Philly is a big city, so you have to kind of take on a lot of different jobs. Right. And really kind of stay afloat because of the cost of living is high. Right. Well, you know, I was doing a lot of, a lot of uh, different jobs, you know, to kind of make ends meet. 
and I really found my uh, my truth, <clears throat> my passion for cooking. You know, as a result of kind of just being in the kitchen, I was always working in the servant industry. Okay, but I never touched food until like 2016. I never I never knew how to cook, but it was around that time I went through a breakup, and um, you know, as men, we act like we most of the time we act like we we're not hurt. So yeah. I, you know. I, I, I took on, you know, my old ways in a sense by hopping back into the game, going back out in the dating pool. And eventually, you know, I, I found myself getting bored with that life. I'm like, okay. man, at the end of the day, you know, these women not dating me, they dating the plate in a sense. You know, they just out for a free meal uh, and some good thrills. But uh, that wasn't really like nourishing to my soul. No, it was good for my pocketbook. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I, had to, I had to slow it down a little bit. I had to realize that, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't ball out. You know the way, you know. I I thought I could, so right. I had to be realistic. So I'm like, you know what, man, I'm gonna fall back, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my bachelorhood right and learn how to learn what it means to be single and satisfied. Mm. And then not only that, I'm gonna teach myself how to cook, opposed to relying on women or always going out to eat. Gotcha. So wow. I, I spent a lot of time like watching YouTube videos, reading cookbooks, because I'm like, I gotta get this thing right. I gotta learn how to save money. And I got to learn how to take care of myself because as a grown man going into the refrigerator with just, you know, cereal and, and, and liquor, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, don't that's, cut that's, it. that's not, it don't, it's not cutting it. Right. Nor is it nourishing your body or your mind. So exactly. I just went through a whole lifestyle change, food changed my life. And um, in all actuality, you know, I really didn't know Ricardo until I met Gourmet Jank. So, mm, you know, okay. cooking and that's when I began to, to really discover myself and understand my journey a whole lot more and it become and then it started to become more and more clear so gotcha. i'm just a man that's on the journey again trying to get it right trying to do it better each and every day and continue to perfect my craft and understand my story and <clears throat> and really be who god called me to be mm-hmm. and really be an influence in my city my community um and you know my country and really represent my family and all my peers the right way awesome awesome yeah, because that's one thing I believe people uh, don't realize is the food you put in your body, the food you consume, it has, um, it, it takes a toll depending on what it is on your brain. Like, oh, yeah, you know, you like, you nourish the mind as well as the body. So, absolutely. Oftentimes, like, you know, for the brothers that work out, you know, we may feel as if, we, you know, we exempt from a lot of, a lot of health, health issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, simply because we work out or we, we, we may not look as though we're unhealthy. But um, 20, matter of fact, this year, um, I was actually diagnosed with kidney disease. And kidney wow. disease also, you know, uh, was in alignment with like high blood pressure. And it all wasn't just food, you know what I'm saying? Because I, 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 at the time, I, I, I maintained a fairly good diet. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it had to do with everything with stress and my lifestyle. So once I started cooking, I started changing my diet as well. I started uh, being more mindful of what I was putting in my system and um, how I was preparing food. Uh, I began to do the start. I, I began to start uh, changing the way I created menus for, you know, some of my clients and things of that nature. And all of a sudden, I just started introducing other people to different types of food okay. uh, to create a, a culture of healthier living and better food options. So it's, it's just been a tremendous journey for myself and for those around me uh, because it's cool to kind of put people on to something new, something different. Absolutely. Allow people to recognize the benefits of, of health and, you know, changing up your diet a little bit and just being open to try new things. So I'm, I'm a man of inquired taste 
So I try to expose people to, you know, what I deem as an acquired taste. Nice. Nice. That is awesome. Uh, so, so you were saying you taught yourself how to cook, right? Watching YouTube videos, reading cookbooks. Did you have any formal training on being a chef? Uh, uh, no formal training, man. Um, okay. if anything, you know, the school of hard knocks definitely gave me the training. Okay. Gotcha. That's <laughs> um, an important I'm, school. Yeah, for sure. Like I'm, I'm a, I can't, I, I say it all the time, but you know, I'm, I'm a God taught chef, you know, God put me on. Mm. It's been a lot of times in which I just be in the kitchen getting it in. And that's how they just speak to me. Like put a little dab here, put a little dab there. Okay. Or, you know, I feel as though like when I'm making a pie or something like that, you know, I kind of hear my grandmother tell me like, oh, mm. you want too much or you need a little bit of this. And um, it's, it's all feeling. But in terms of like formal training, I had an opportunity to connect with a, a lot of uh, a lot of amazing chefs. Man, shout out to Chef Steve, shout out to Linda Berry, Chef Rashawn, Chef Eli, uh, Chef Aziza, you know, Chef Tony, uh, I mean, Tanya Renee uh, out in Philadelphia. Uh, Chef Chad, I mean, it's so many amazing, amazing uh, chefs that I was, Chef Jeremiah, mm. uh, just a lot of people that really kind of shaped my development, that walked me through this culinary journey, that kind of held my hand, that showed me a lot of different techniques, exposed me to a lot of different opportunities. Okay. Um, and it just really opened up my eyes to what I'm able to accomplish, uh, you know, where I can go within this food world and things that I can do. So. Awesome. You know, a lot of people think like, okay, you know, if you know how to cook, like just open up a restaurant, but it's kind of more than, it's, it's, it's a lot of different avenues other than just open up a restaurant. Like I never knew I could be a personal chef until like two years ago. Okay. <laughs> so um, it's been a beautiful experience. I got a mentor here in Cleveland, uh, Chef Eric Wells. He's been uh, a huge asset in terms of shaping my development. And, awesome. Uh, you know, my, my good friend, Linda Barry, she's a, she's a chef here in Cleveland. Um, she, she has always encouraged me throughout the process and, um, and really allowed me to recognize the importance of being a student of culinary okay. arts, opposed to just being a cook. So, you know, that encouraged me to pick up more books and learn a trade, so on and so mm. forth. But no, I, I mean, there's no such thing as anybody being self-made, um, you know, it's, it's a whole community, a whole tribe, man, that, yes. that kind of built this man, built this character and helped me to perfect my skills, skill set within the kitchen. And even awesome. beyond the cooking game, it's it's all about presentation, communication, building relationships. Uh, and that's what's most important, man, the service. Right. Like, I mean, making food look cute is is cool. You know what I mean? I definitely enjoy it. But it's all about, you know, selling the experience, connecting with the people, um, and allowing them to enjoy the the full experience surrounding the the food. Gotcha. And, and speaking of, you know, the service and the village, you know, um, in a sense of, you know, all the chefs and the mentorship and the learning that you've been doing. Um, last year, you hosted a plates and pilots event in the city of Philadelphia where you bought chefs, both, I'm sorry, you bought chefs, you bought visual artists as well as performing artists from all over together to celebrate great tasting food, art and entertainment, which I was, happy to have attended that i felt like it did a lot of changing in me and some of the people who were there i actually followed them on um social media to this day and even interact with them on social media for instance one of the um performing artists her name is jada um and like her set was just dope and i was like yo this, this girl is hot um 
And so with that, are there talks of doing anything like that again? And why did you feel that kind of event was important? Um, man, that was actually a second spinoff. Um, like I did my first event, I believe Philly made me. Philly shaped my character. Philly, you know, helped me to become who I am in terms of being a chef. Okay. Um, so my first event was in Philly. It was called Serial and Soul. Like I love music. Um, and I, I believe music gives me the vibe to go in the kitchen and make things happen. So mm. like that was Serial and Soul. And then uh, my good friend Linda at the time, you know, she 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 she, she supported me. She supported me. Came down. We tag team on the event. It was a great time. So we we wanted to recreate something like that in Cleveland. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that was. Then we did the Plates and Palette Cleveland edition, which was super super dope. And uh, we worked with uh, visual artists and stuff like that. Uh, a baker, uh, but her name is Adenike. She's amazing. Everybody follow her on Instagram. Okay. Uh, and then I wanted to see the same thing be brought to Philly. Because I know Philly has a tremendous amount of talent, and it seemed like it seemed as though, you know, where I was at in my life, you know, everybody that I was coming in contact with was artists and creators, and I never really saw myself as like an artist or a creator until I started being around those individuals, and just the synergy and the vibe, uh, just allowed me to to recognize, you know, my gifts and talents as well, mm. and you know, naturally, you know, that creativity began to pour onto me. And, um, you know, that's why I wanted to do the, the place and pallets in Philly. And uh, it was a tremendous success, man. I, I really I really had a ball. Okay. I was blessed to have, you know, some tremendous chefs, Chef Steak, Chef Rashawn of Infinite Catering, Chef Eli, you know, co-founder, Cooks for the Culture. Okay. Uh, that came out to support that event. So it was super, super dope. That is awesome, man. And it definitely brings people from all different genres and uh, industries and everything together and mesh. And it's like you said, music and, and anything you're doing plays a big role, especially in cooking and, and cleaning, you know, so definitely. Um, now, you, you said there is no formal training. However, you were a finalist, finalist, ladies and gentlemen, like made it all the way shot past dozens and dozens of people who were lined up in the competition and you became a finalist in the A Taste of Black Cleveland Food Showcase. First of all, congratulations, because yeah, I bro. think that's, that's dope. Um, second of all, as someone who's actually tasted Ricardo's food, I can absolutely say well-deserved. <laughs> and how was that experience for you? Oh man, like it was, it was dope, man. Like I think it was dope just being in a room full of like, like all recognized, you know, black-owned businesses. Like okay. everybody that was on the bill for the most part had their own restaurant. Like I believe wow. myself and like one other individual were like the only independents, you know, just fresh on the scene. So it was super dope just to be recognized and uh, just to be among you know some of the the movers and shakers uh, that's doing some great things on the culinary art scene. Mm. But I mean, again, I feel as though Philly made me because I had an opportunity to participate in um, the, the AKA Philly Mentor cooking event like two okay. years in a row. And just being able to to kind of like showcase at that particular time and, and have like, you know, over 300 plus people try and try my food and be able to showcase with, you know, a room full of other chefs. 
you know, that was super dope because at the time I wasn't even a chef. I was just a dude that that enjoyed cooking and like okay. making it look decent. So like that was dope. But I can't I can't take credit for none of this. Like every time like I get invited to do something, like it's an honor. Like believe it or not, like like out of out of what nine hundred and eighty six, eighty seven people, like I was selected as the top six in Philly wow. cooks and uh for home cooks for the master chef program. And then out of the top six from Philly, like I was uh out of ten thousand people in the whole United States, I was one of the eighty that was flown out to LA to compete for Master Chef season nine. So like that was like a, a tremendous experience, man, just being on that stage, like connecting with uh Chef Stephanie out in Philly, you know, just seeing her out there doing her thing and being able to connect with uh Farmo. That was my roommate at the time. And um and meeting like Jerron and just seeing that, seeing them showcase their skill sets, it, it was amazing. Like when I got on that plane, like I had no idea how I got selected. Like I guess it was just all, you know what I'm saying? It was, you know what I'm saying? It was all God for real. Cause mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna do it. Like I remember like at the time, I kept getting this random email, this random DM uh, about applying for, the, applying for the show. And I'm like, who is this random person who keeps sending me this stuff? And it was actually Chef Steak. At the time, I was his realtor. Okay. Uh, but we had kind of lost contact and um like he didn't he really encouraged me to apply for the show like at the time i didn't really know he was a full-time chef okay um, you know because <laughs> i knew i knew him from being in the army being in the military um wait so so you a serviceman also no no chef stinky uh, okay okay i'm about to say what haven't you done <laughs> yeah chef Steak from suckling imagination now uh, he's, he's okay. in the military. so um yeah i was his realtor at the time so i was showing him some houses he told me he enjoyed food, so he showed me a couple pictures from his phone, but he never told me he was a chef. Okay. So um, at the time, I was still young as a real estate agent, so I wasn't able to really uh, provide him with the with the type of services that he was looking for because he wanted to do he wanted to find a house within a short amount of time, and I wasn't really knowledgeable at, at the time. Mm. So um, it was best for him to find another realtor. But we stayed in contact, and we we had lost contact, but then we reconnected through Instagram. He kept encouraging me to apply. I literally applied at 11.59 before the closeout date. Wow. Um, and then I had I had to be downtown at literally like 11 o'clock. So I, I went to um, the Fresh Grocery on Broad Street because it was the only grocery store open 24 hours. Okay. I laid down for a couple hours. Um, and then I just got up in the morning, had to make a quick dish. You know what I'm saying? Something that was quick and I could keep warm for two hours. I went down there just to say I did it, you know, Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, like I was selected and uh, had to go through a couple rounds. And when I got on the plane, man, to go to L.A., I just cried the whole time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Thug tears. Like, because I couldn't believe, like, the journey that I was on. I never saw myself as a creator. I never saw myself as a chef. I didn't understand, like, what was going on. But, you know, that whole the whole cooking process was ultimately transforming me from the inside out. Wow. That, that thing that we call purpose. Yeah, you know, yeah. so we we all have one, and th- this definitely is one of yours. Um, especially how everything just has come together naturally, wasn't forced or anything like that. All these people who are showing up in your life and showing that yo, like you're good at this. Like even even because I know sometimes we don't look at ourselves and be like yo, I'm great, I'm good at you know this is my thing, this is what I do, you know, I'm the man. And then it's like other people are like, no, you, you, you great at this. Like this is this is lit. 
So a lot of people be like, "What's up, chef?" And I mean, you know, I'm I'm cooking. I do my thing. Sometimes I have to use the term chef. Okay. It's like, no, I'm not a chef. I'm just a gourmet gent. You know what I'm saying? I'm just a guy that's cooking. Okay. I still feel as though I gotta earn that title. But um, like brothers like yourself and you know my whole my whole tribe behind me, they be like, "Yo, you dope." You know what I'm saying? They always hype me up. Because believe it or not, like, you know, it, there's many days where I get discouraged, where I'd be like, man, what is this, man? Like, where I just be like, you know, maybe it's not my lane. Maybe I need to try something else. Especially when you get to looking on Instagram, sometimes the curse of comparison can creep up on you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when you're constantly being affirmed by, by people that support you or that believe in your talents, man, it's just motivation. And then, you know, not only does it inspire me, but I guess what I'm doing inspires them. So it's a circle of life. So I just kind of keep it going. Right. You, that energy just to kind of push forward. Absolutely. And, you know, we always look at Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all that when we are towards our low point, you know, right. and we compare to people who are posting at the high point. So it's like, it's already an unfair comparison. You, um, can, you can be at your high point, man. Like some days I post a dope dish, but uh, like I look at, I look at somebody else's page and I'll be like, Bro, like I got so far to go. Like my dude, uh, Chef Jerry here, here in Cleveland. He he's young in the game, but um, you know his skills are super duper dope, man. I be like, bro, like he just killed it on that one. And and and, it, and with, sometimes it would have me like reevaluate my dish. But okay. like, but now it's like I just transform the energy, and I just look at it like, yo, we not a competition. He got his style, I got my style. Absolutely. And um, you know, we just we just level up on one another on a daily basis. So. It's like it's like playing sports, man. That's like my sparring partner. Okay. Okay. So, you you are someone from what I've seen, um, and you know, meeting you and being in the same room with you, who has a dream, writes the vision, and then pursues the path. So, what lessons have you learned from taking such an important strategic approach? Uh, that's a that's a deep question. <laughs> learn oh man just keep the vision in front of you man like sometimes like you will write it down you put the book away this that, and the third you forget all about it especially like when you begin to looking on instagram mm-hmm. you, you look to the left and feel like you know this might this could be my lane over here but like once you keep that vision in front of you it's like all right you know this is what i'm going this is what i'm working towards i just gotta stick with it but i'm just really understanding what it means just to like walk by faith. You hear the time all the time in church and stuff like that, or people mm-hmm. like faith, and it sounds good. And sometimes you may feel as though it's just a cliche after a while, like whatever. Understood. Really, really understanding what it means just to kind of walk out your path and, and really like stay in your lane, and you know understand the purpose of your time because time is important, man. Sometimes in this generation we can jump out too fast and we can make a lot of mistakes, lose a lot of money. Or um, we, we can easily get caught up in the hustle and bustle. But, you know, time is important, man. Like, right now, everybody like, oh, should go live, should go live. And I mean, yeah, I, I mean, it's a great time for some people, but I don't think it's my time right now. Understood. I want to be strategic in a way in which I want to do certain things. And I know I'm creative. So, like, me doing a live in my kitchen, that's not sexy to me. Like, I'm going to go live, you know, in the middle of the jungle or somewhere like that. You know what I'm saying? I want to do uh, with a little bit of swag to something that's different, something that represents like the, the elements or um, the culture of like the food culture or wh- wherever that is. Okay. Okay. 
So what would you tell somebody um, the most important part of goal setting is? Like somebody who hasn't set a goal yet, they're just like, you know, they just kind of wing it all. And uh, what would you tell them the best important, the most important part of goal setting is? The best part of the the most important part of goal setting. Right. Like when you come up with that thing that you know you're great at, you know you want to do, but you never write it down. Like why is it important for me to write that down, to put it on paper so I see it every day? I mean the goals are important because I mean if you lost, you need that you need that compass. So mm-hmm. you, know, you always gotta keep that compass or that atlas right in front of you. And it's gonna give you a direction. It's gonna let you know if you're veering off course. Uh, especially as it relates to trying to keep up with the Joneses. Mm. It's going to let you know if, you, if your pace or your tempo was off. It's going to let you know, um, you know, if you need to slow down for your own mental health. It's going to let you know that, you know, you, you, you maybe shot a little too high. And I mean, it's not the wrong shooting high. You definitely want to, you know, aim high. Um, but, you know, you just got to be flexible with your goals and you got to understand, you know, where you are in your particular journey. Gotcha. You know, everybody want to go out and be like, I'm about to secure the bag. But, you know, for some people, especially in the social media world, you got to secure yourself first. Absolutely. And outside of that, <laughs> you can get the bag, but how you going? You can secure the bag, but how you really going to secure it? A lot of right. people get it, but they're not securing it. It slipped right through their fingers. Right. Especially like a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, a lot of young entrepreneurs, uh, you know, if they don't have that, that business model set in place or their finances, you know, they get accustomed to making money hand over fish. So okay. Sometimes they may not be supporting a business or, you know, right. funds get co-mingled or they don't really manage their finances correctly or set aside money for the taxes. And that's huge, man. Like, I know a lot of small businesses that get caught up on the tax game. Mm. So, you know, I'm trying to make sure I slow down and set up the right systems and processes and understand, you know, my numbers and my work opposed to just jumping out saying yes to everything but i should do that and i feel as though me saying yes to everything constantly running and chasing kind of like led to i guess you know high blood pressure kidney disease type of situation because i eat good but i feel as though it was a stress that was killing me right gotcha and it's important to remember that your no is just as important as your yes yeah sometimes you need your no just so you can sit back and rejuvenate you know so that you can sit back and pay attention to your own health and to your family and you know that stuff going on around you so i mean this COVID 19 thing quarantine was is is major man right this quarantine thing saved a lot of people man because i know the depression rates are super high i know myself i struggle with depression from time to time um and it's allowed me to sit down like i don't know how to sit down i don't know how to slow down and um, it's helped me to sit, to reflect, slow my pace, smarten up, level up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, so it's, I think it's opened a lot of people's eyes also to, you know, me time and what me time actually is. Me time has nothing to do with being around other people. It's just, no, me in my, in my own shell, in my own box, focusing yeah. on the things I've always wanted to do. We, we too, too often, man, we've, and I mean, for many of us, we've adopted the culture of busyness. And mm-hmm. I mean, I should speak for everybody. I know myself for sure. Like, I've been accustomed to go, go, go rather than slow, slow, slow. Mm. And, I mean, you know, 
you listen to a lot of the motivational speakers and I'm not trying to bash, but you know, they'll tell you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, work, sleep, eat, grind, you know what I'm saying? That, what mm-hmm. that tell you, sleep, you know what I'm saying? I don't need no sleep. Go grind, <laughs> grind, grind. And I respect the grind, don't get me wrong, you know what I'm saying? The Bible will tell you, you know what I'm saying? Fold your hands, little eyes, little rest. But at the same time, it's like, you you do gotta slow down, man. That's Absolutely. Sabbath, you like, you know, the big man, like, you gotta chill, bro. Like, you did good six days, fall back on the seven. Right. Yeah. Everybody uh, needs rest. Yeah, everybody needs rest. And it's like I was saying, uh, just in a, a recent episode, how every, everyone has a different set of goals for this whole time, you know, of stay-at-home orders and things of that nature. And I was saying that if you're if your goal is to just chill out, relax, and binge watch TV, because when when this is over, you know you're going straight back to go go go. Then that's exactly what you need to be doing in this time. <laughs> yeah, things are starting to go now, and I'm like, man, like, dang, the world about to open up. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's exactly what it is. Open up, man, it's gonna be you know what I'm saying all horses running. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, who are some of your greatest influences, whether it be in the industry of food or aside from food? Who are some of your greatest influences? Uh, I mean, I not sound cliche, but of course, my mom, my pops, uh, you know, my mom, that's that's my rock. That's my foundation. My pops, mm-hmm. you know I'm saying like he just taught me the importance of hard work and uh, just being being diligent and everything that you do. Uh, but in terms of like in the chef game, uh, you know, I really looked up to uh, Chef G Garvey as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like he was always super smooth and chill. I'm like, yo, bro, like it's a he killing in the game, he killing in the kitchen, and especially for a dude like when I coming up, like in my household, my family, men wasn't allowed in the kitchen. Gotcha. At all. Only thing, only time you come in the kitchen is when you about to lick the spoon. You know what I'm saying? After the pies and everything of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I understand that. I, I, I admit, you know what I'm saying? At the time, I saw it as a ginger roll. So, it, you know what I mean? It was, a lot of, it was a lot of dumb lessons that I had to unlearn <laughs> in my adult life. But yeah, like D. Garvey, Chef, um, Chef Richard. Uh, he, he's killing the game. Chef Richard is actually Dwayne Wade's. Uh, personal chef, he's he's been killing it. Like his style is amazing. Okay. Uh, Ar Robinson from Kitchen Cray, his skills are amazing. I mean, just all the all the chefs that I'll ever work with. You know, Chef Steak, Chef Rashawn, Chef Eli, Linda, Chad, McFly. You know what I'm saying? Kev. I mean, just uh, everybody that I work with are really my superstars because, I mean, they showed me so many things. Like I said, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. Awesome. And, all right, so I'm I'm gonna throw out a scenario. All right, let's get it. So here's the scenario, right? So I want to create an incredible evening for my wife with, um, you know, a, a, an entire meal, starting with appetizer, going all the way to dessert. And of course, you have to have the wine. How do I execute this flawlessly at home? Because right now, that's where the majority of us are. Ooh, okay, okay. Um... I mean, for one, you gotta start off with a nice red, man. You know, uh, for those for those individuals that don't really like, you know, red wine, you know, you definitely wanna start off with a smooth red wine blend. You know, a 1904, okay. pretty cool, you know what I mean? Like, 
that's a signature apothic red is this you know a relatively inexpensive bottle uh that's chill too um but yeah you know red wine some chocolate covered strawberries mm. uh, you know you gotta keep it sexy you know what i'm saying it's romantic absolutely uh, very inexpensive um you know a lot of people don't really eat beef or or pork anymore so i would say you know you can do the whole steak surf and turf but i mean that's real traditional but um in order to keep it sexy like i would start with can't even put me on the spot bro <laughs> oh man i mean i like seafood man i'm a seafood type of guy okay yeah seafood is good uh, i'm gonna keep it sexy with you know some coconut curry mussels which is always my favorite um <clears throat> or like some mussels and the apple chicken sauce with the red sauce um then you can move on to um <clears throat> like i like sea bass so i would do like a chilean sea bass with some fresh okay. like some some bok choy um man awesome i mean yeah i mean that that's that's the start you know we can start somewhere <laughs> um I mean, see, seafood is, is always a go for me. Okay. That's always a win. Um, yeah, and you put me on the spot. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm, I know I just grabbed something, so I'm pretty sure everyone listening has also grabbed something from, you know, what they can do to start, you know, making sure that dinner is, is, is top-notch or A-plus, um, yeah. if you would. So if you were to write a cookbook, what are the top five recipes you'd include in the cookbook? Oh, uh, dang. I mean, definitely my jambalaya. Okay. No, <clears throat> uh, that's definitely one that I'm, I'm working on, <clears throat> trying to put it in the shelves uh, this year. Uh, the jambalaya, <clears throat> coconut curry mussels, of course. Um, I mean, I know you were talking about your sea bass. Is that something that you would uh you would put in there? I mean, I'll put the the sea bass in there. Um, for sure. I Any would. desserts or anything like that? Yeah. Um, my red romance salmon, you know what I'm saying? Which is like a, a Cajun, a sweet Cajun butter sauce. Oh. Um I would add to the cookbook. Oh, what dessert would I add? Mm -hmm. Got these apple cobbler chicken wings. Oh, man. Add those to the list. Dessert. Man. Because we had four, just I got one more. I don't really finesse dessert. I mean, I, I make desserts from time to time. Bacon, not really my forte. Okay, okay. So, what's another? What's one more entree? Oh, an entree. A, a pistachio cheesecake. Okay. All right. Everybody loves cheesecake. Or everybody yeah. should love cheesecake. I don't know. That's my opinion. <laughs> so, the pistachio cheesecake, you know what I'm saying? It's going to hit you differently. I'm have to, I'm have, I mean, I'm going to have to get that recipe then, you know? Uh, <laughs> coming at you all at one time okay okay so 
um, be, being in the house right now, how are you maintaining and remaining focused and staying positive during this pandemic? Uh, for me, I get a chance to cook. You know, that's been fun. Um, and like try new recipes or, you know, experiment, go on off the cuffs. Uh, I've been doing a lot of, I've been taking on a lot more household tasks. Like I, I redid my kitchen. Okay. I built a bathroom in the basement. I'm working on my outdoor garden. So oh, that's super awesome. Yeah. And just, you know, just doing a lot more tasks for like family and friends. Like I made my mom, like I, I, I built her some, uh, some flower beds. I, I built her a garden for Mother's Day. Oh. Uh, like kind of redid her front landscape, added some shrubs, elephant plants, and stuff like that. Raise the property value. Yeah, you already know. <laughs> That's what it's about. That's awesome. I'm really pretty sure she enjoyed that. Man, looking at my finances more closely, like you know, where can I, where can I uh, make some adjustments? Right. You know, what type of investments can I make? Like I've been, uh, as of lately, been paying a lot more attention to the stocks, purchasing a couple of stocks. Okay. Cool. I'm really looking at some real estate. So. Awesome, awesome. That, that's good stuff. Uh, so we 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 coming down uh, to the end, but before we do, I got two more things. So I got one more question, and then, um, well, no, I guess one more question, and then a suggestion, and then I want to uh, play a quick game if that's cool with you. Uh, that's cool. I, All I right. like the game. Okay, cool. All right. So the question is, your tagline is ordinary guy, extraordinary food. Why those words? I mean, I'm just an ordinary guy, man. It's nothing special about me. It's nothing special about the, the, the food necessarily. I just create it in an extraordinary way uh, in terms of the flavors, the look. Um, I take, I take simple dishes and just add a sophisticated approach. Okay. Okay. I, I, I can get down with that. Um, and of course, you know, right now, everybody's at home and for a select group, um, they were, you know, they, they've worked hard. Some of them have worked hard for 12 years. Some of them have worked hard for four years, uh, six years, eight years, depending upon what level of diploma or degree they were getting ready to receive this year and then somebody made an announcement and said all graduations are canceled so if you could just give an encouraging word to the graduating class of 2020 what would that encouraging word be just one word oh no no like it, it could be you know just like some um some motivation for them to help them in continuing on and keep going and you know not being so discouraged um at at this time uh that's that's heavy uh, i work at the college and i work with high school students i work with like 333 high school students and yeah okay uh, a lot of my students are kind of bummed out about you know not being able to have an official commencement ceremony or to go to prom mm -hmm. um but nonetheless man class of 2020 is still in the building man this is an epic year absolutely uh, a major time in history like you all can honestly say like yo you know the year i graduated it was a a, a world pandemic mm. uh, you all made it this far you graduated and getting ready to move on to bigger and better things you know the world and the economy is just changing but uh 2020 is definitely 
you know, at the hills of, you know, this pandemic. So when y'all get ready to step out, man, it's going to be some adjustments, but that's life. Life going to throw you some obstacles. But nonetheless, man, uh, you know, life is amazing and you all are absolutely amazing. So you're going to get around it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So uh, appreciate you being on the on the podcast today. Um, and I can't wait for this episode to air so that the people can hear what you have to say. Uh, but we're going to do the game and then I'm going to have you like let the people know how they can get in, in touch with you, where they can follow you, all that good stuff. But we're going to do a uh, this or that style okay. game. And yeah, basically, yeah. I'm going to say two things and you let me know which one you choose. You can only choose one. Can't be a combination. Just got to just one of them. All right. You took this one out the date to play playbook? Uh, did I do what? <laughs> this one out the date to play playbook. <laughs> like with the date to play experiences, I normally like engage couples in interactive activities in between each and every course. Oh, know, okay. That's dope. And, you know, have a, a, a non-traditional like dining experience, love experience, so on and so forth. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely all for this game. So let's bring it. Awesome. And, and, and before we get into that, um, so you are, if somebody wanted to hire you, like right now you're in Cleveland, but does, does that stop somebody from in like Georgia or, you know, Philly or from reaching oh, out to you for, for your services? No, nah, man, the price is right, man. I go anywhere, man. Shoot. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Just making sure, just making sure. And All right, so... <laughs> all right so here we go we're gonna uh we're gonna do this game and then uh we're gonna let you give the people your credentials and everything how they can get in contact with you and then we're gonna wrap it okay cool the game begins. all right here we go Three, to go or home cook oh man home cook man most of the time to go is eating in the car <laughs> Cocktail or happy hour? Oh, man, cocktails, man. We're keeping it sophisticated, man. Keeping it sexy. White or red wine? I'm going to go with red wine, man, all day. Whiskey or bourbon? Come on, man. We're going with bourbon all day. Soup or solid? Soup, man. Nobody want no salad. (laughs) (laughs) Pick up or delivery? Oh man, I never ordered out before, so I'm a, I'm a, uh I'm gonna pick it up. Okay, flower or fruit garnish? I'm gonna go with the flowers, man. Okay, picnic or table style lunch? Ah oh, man, we we going unconventional. We're going to picnic in the lake. Hot or cold? Jordans or Cole Haan? Uh. Oh, Kohans, man. Kohans, for sure. Plane or train? Oh, we're going to take it to the air, man. I, I, like, to, I like to change the, uh, the, what do you call it, the elevation. I got you. Seafood or poultry? Uh, seafood all day. And lucky or blessed? Man, I'm blessed, man. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been the this or that from Mr. Ricardo Noel, ladies and gentlemen. The gourmet gent out of <laughs> Cleveland, but... Don't let that stop you from hiring him because, like he said, if the price is right, he will be there. Planes will be running. Trains will be running. And if it comes down to it, the man got a car. So, listen. Get up, man. I'll drive, man. I love the highway. 
Hey, there it is. So before we um before we cut out, once again, I want to thank you. I appreciate you for taking time out of your day to oh, sit down and talk with me. Um, but real quick, just let the people know how they can find you, where they can follow you, all that good stuff. Social media, you know, website, all that good stuff. Peace, peace, world. It's the Gourmet Gent. You all can follow me on Instagram at Gourmet Gent. Um, you can follow me on, uh, you can check out my website, www.gourmetgent.com. Um, if anybody is looking for some curated, uh, curated vibes, you can find me on YouTube, Instagram, I mean, YouTube, uh, Pandora, Spotify, iHeartRadio, um, pretty much every music, music stream except for Apple and Tidal, still working my way through those platforms. But yeah, it's about 30 exclusive playlists on there. Um, you know, if, if, if you're on Yelp, you know, definitely give me a shout out if you try my food. Appreciate that. Um, but man, just give a shout out to for Brother Terry, man, coming through <laughs> in the clutch, man. This is this is super duper dope, man. Definitely want to give a shout out, you know, to his platform, man. So I just want to thank you for this opportunity. Hey, I, I thank you and I appreciate you, man. And um, I'll definitely be in touch. Uh, looking forward to everything that you got come in as this whole pandemic comes to an end because I know you got something. Um, so definitely looking forward to that and possibly even the opportunity to sit back down again uh, on this platform here. So, No, we're going to get an opportunity for you to sit down with a plate, you and your wife. We gonna- hey, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it, bro. All right, so I appreciate you and um, I'll be in touch with you soon, man. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ricardo Noel, the gourmet gent, one more time. Love y'all. <laughs> All right, bro. Appreciate you, man. Finally, take care. Are you too? Let you the life, the words of my brother Terry. A message for you, haters. Understand me, you fit. Adversity reveals genius, prosperity conceals it. Please believe it. So I'm a spit lyrics up, keep it.